Thank you very much for joining us once again on PM Express. In the last few days, the Public Utilities Regulatory Commission has once again increased tariffs. They've increased tariffs for electricity and also for water. And many of you have been complaining about it, also because of the current economic climate. As we've learned from the World Bank, more than 850,000 of you have been pushed into poverty. So you will feel this a bit more. But the PRLC says there have been some exceptions for the most vulnerable of us. But really, what is the justification for this increase, considering the tough economic times that many of us find ourselves in? So tonight, we'll get to interrogate the numbers and get an understanding of why the PRLC are choosing to increase tariffs once again this year. This is the third time this is happening in 2023. And remember, PMX, which is always brought to you by Cherry Tree Properties, Syntex Tanks, Ghana AIDS Commission, and also by Alomobitis. And as I always remind you, no matter your water needs, Syntex Tanks has it all. Syntex Tanks is first to introduce the double layer tank, and now you can have as many layers as you want. Syntex Tanks is first to introduce the white inner layer tanks in Ghana, and also they have the bespoke option where you can call them and get whichever color size of tank that you require they will deliver it why don't you call them on 0244-335-168 that's 0244-335-168 or shop online at syntexgh.com a strong a tough also also call those who build with passion they are cherry tree properties they build as though they want to live in them, these houses themselves. And that is why they put in everything and they give it their all. They have Sloan Square. It is a new gated community development at Sakumono, developed by Cherry Tree Properties, a one-of-a-kind, well-planned luxury you've never experienced. Call them on 0553-662-366. Cherry Tree Properties, sophistication and class. I'm joined tonight by the Executive Secretary of the PURLC, Dr. Ishmalaka. Doc, thank you for your time on the show. Thank you very much, Evans. So why the increase in tariffs? Thank you very much. So um, the quarterly adjustment is driven by four factors. Uh, these factors are factors uh, PURLC do not have any control over. So the first one is the exchange rate. The second is inflation. We have the cost of fuel. So then finally, the hydrothermal mix in the, the generation. Now, when you take the exchange rate, the good news is that between June, when we announced the, the previous tariff, and now, the CD has appreciated by about 9.5%. So that is very good for us. Then when we take inflation over the quarter, we use a quarter inflation of 125 Inflation, too, has fallen by about 2.13%, which is also good. When it comes to the thermal hydro generation, we get that figure from EMOP, the Electricity Market Oversight Panel. They asked us to use the previous quarter's data, so which was 29% for hydro and about 71% for thermal. The major driver for this tariff is gas price. Now, when you say the cost of fuel, now we are using gas mostly for our thermal plants. And this is because 
when we started producing gas in Ghana, per our contract we had what we call foundation gas, about 200 uh, billion cubic feet of gas to be consumed free. We exhausted this amount by December last year. Now, per the contract, after the foundation gas, we are to negotiate, that is Ghana and the partners, so that we have a gas price. Now, before they completed the negotiation, they asked PURC to use 0.5. So when you look at the February and June tariff, we use 0.5. Now, this negotiation was completed in July, and the figure that came was $2.9 per MMBTU. So from 0.5 to 2.9. Uh, for Jubilee, and for 10, again, around $3 per MMBTU. Then we take Nigeria, gas we get from Nigeria. That has also gone up by about 0 0.9 cents. We didn't have the same arrangement with the gas from Nigeria, did we? No, but that also has what we call some escalation factors. So looking at a number of things, including the strength of the CD, some other things, the price can, can be adjusted, I think, annually. So we had a situation where the weighted average cost of gas was 6.5 in June, but now about 8.12, an increment of about uh, 24%. Now what we did as a mitigation measure was that we took the 2.9 for Jubilee and for 10 and decided to unpack how much of that goes to government, because government also has carried and participating interest in these fields. Now, for Jubilee, it was about 0 0.5. So we engaged government that instead of passing on the 2.9 to the consumer, can we pass on the 2.9 minus your interest? So instead of 2.9, 2.4, so that at least the consumer will also have some briefing space, and the government agreed. So when you look at what we have, it's 2.4 instead of 2.9. So that is the major driver for this tariff. Okay, so that would affect electricity yes that will affect electricity what about water because there too we saw a 1.18 percent increase yes so for water uh, i think the major drivers one is the price of electricity however because we said the industrial customers were experiencing no increase this time it didn't have any effect the major driver for water is the cost of chemicals so before recently they were using uh, a, a chemical for water treatment. Now what they've moved on to is what we call polymer, which is about two point two and a half times expensive, more expensive than the, what they were using previously because of galamse and others. They have to treat the water, go through a process more three times than what they were using. So the cost of chemicals have really uh, gone up uh, for water and that is the major. So if your bill was 100, you are paying one CD extra to support them. Mm. For electricity, 4.22 is significant. I will come to the breakdown of who is affecting and who is not shortly. But this is the third quarter review. The PRC historically has not been that committed to quarterly reviews, especially after last year. Mm. What has changed? Well, uh, to Reasons. I think the first one is uh, history. So normally after the major tariff, if we don't do anything and just look at the fig factors, go up, come down, go up and all that. At the end of the three years, this case, August 2025, you see that some of the factors have really changed. When you look at exchange rate, 
we use 7.5 for the major tariff. Look at the exchange rate now. So if we don't do anything at all about it, by 2025, let's say it's even 12, the increase in the exchange rate alone can push the tariff there to more than 10 times what we are experiencing now. So the board decided that why don't we have a way of at least adjusting it small, small, so that when we get to the major tariff, by the time we get there, the, any change may not be that much. It won't be a shock that we have to do, let's say, 110% or something. If there will be any change at all, it should be quite marginal. So that is the first one. The second one is that we have, we used to have what we call automatic adjustment. Now it's called quarterly adjustment. As we said, the board decided that, yes, we can pass on or we should hold, hold on. Now, per the IMF uh, deal, so the IMF is not asking us to bring the quarterly adjustment back. No. We have it. It's published on our website. Now, what they are saying is that in order not to build debt in the sector, PURC should be consistent in implementing it. So that if there are any gaps, financial gaps, when you implement, at least it helps pay. So we don't go to 2025, say, well, energy sector debt is this, and government may have to introduce taxes and so many other things. So it's true what they say, that this is fundamentally due to the IMF problem, and sure. that if we're not at the IMF, we wouldn't be passing on this to the consumer so, every quarter. So I gave two reasons. The first one is a history which this current board came to meet, that, yes, there were times we've done 89%, 71%, and all those things. That is not what this board wants to do. They don't want to wait till three years. So every quarter, whatever it is, we should do it. The second one is the fact that consistency helps reduce the debt. And I mean, IMF is in town, but look at June. We should have done 27%. The board decided that that would be too much. So why don't we take 450 million out of the uh, 27%? That brought the tariff to 18%, and that was what we adjusted. We explained that in our decision. So, yes, the IMF is there, the World Bank is there, but we also look at the welfare of the Ghanaian. And, yes, we don't have to build that, but we can also kill the Ghanaian. The only factor, though, because as for PLC boards, they've always been there. IMF is not always there. Mm. That's the only variable that has changed <laughs> significantly in the last one year. And, and also because we've signed a deal mm-hmm. and we're committed to do it. Yeah. We have no other choice now mm-hmm. than to do this, yeah. at least for the next three years. So that is a significant yeah. factor. Yeah. In spite of the first one you mentioned, it, the two factors. It's, this it's, one it's is, a is factor. one that you don't have a choice in. Yeah. You, you at least admit that. Yeah, I admit that it's a factor. But you don't but have a choice factors. on that. After the first factor... You know, because also the board is appointed by the government, sometimes government can say, we'll take the shock. Yes. You would, you would then say, well, if you take the shock, then mm-hmm. make sure that the variables do not affect utilities. Yes. Right? But that second factor is okay. You don't have a choice. Okay. Because you sign an agreement. So, so you brought in a very important point. So in the past... Government can also say, yes, instead of doing this 4.4, I mean, when you do the estimation, that is about 4.6 million cities. Government can say, we'll take it. We are going to pay that to ECG. So for now, I think the space is not there for some of these things. And maybe in the past, we could have decided that let's push this to next year. That, again, flexibility is not there. So the IMF is a factor. I won't deny that.
is the most important factor. It's a factor, but we made the decision even before the agreement came. Thank you. So now that we are where we are with the quarterly adjustments, you've argued that one of the fundamental reasons is you don't want to do a bulk, significant, one-time increase as we've done in the past. Mm. But cumulatively, over a year, mm. that begins to take a toll. Yeah. It begins to hit the pocket. It comes to the same point, right? I mean, you, you, you eventually would, over a year, increase the tariffs four times. You say tariff adjustment. It could be actual reduction yeah. and maintenance yeah. or an increase. Yeah. But we know, under the current conditions, we can only be experiencing increases for the next foreseeable future, at least. Well, uh, for us, uh, our hope is that, as I said, we take the third quarter. I mean, exchange rate dropped. And exchange rate, when you look at all the four factors, the most significant factor is the exchange rate. So for the exchange rate to drop by about 9.5%, I mean, it can happen. Then inflation dropping. Inflation doesn't, about 15% contribution to the tariff. Then again, gas price, which is also very important, contributing more than 20% or I mean, above that. So I don't see gas price change the next two quarters. At least we've taken care of uh, what has changed now. Jubilee is a contract, and I don't think they will change it within two quarters. So our hope is that at least the exchange rate remains stable where it is, or even fall if possible. Inflation remains stable, or even if it do go up, not so much up to the June level. I mean, June level was around 50, 51%. That's what we used. If some of these things happen, we will reduce the tariff. But the reality, sir, and also based on our historical experience with exchange rate, that if you are, when you're approaching last quarter, pressures begin to build and then it affects the exchange rate, which tend to worsen. So we are expecting then that if this is the most significant variable in your calculation, then all things being equal, we should be seeing a significant hike. Well, uh, yes, I mean, historically, yes, uh, you are right, but this is uh, quite a unique year. A unique year because I think at the macroeconomic level, we've read in the news that there's this expectation for a second tranche of IMF money. There's this World Bank uh, DPO. Uh, I think there's uh, some support from AFDB. They'll be in town next week which may also all hit in the last quarter. If this, some of these predictions come true, it can also help at least uh, moderate uh, the impact on the dollar. Again, there's also at the other side, including maybe some bond payment and others, especially those outside the country. Really. So our hope is that some of the expectation uh, from government receiving some dollars can help moderate. But these are done by Bank of Ghana and other. We use the figures we have, we don't predict the exchange rate or inflation. But what means is that if history repeats itself, as we are, everybody projects will happen in the last quarter, where pressure builds on the on, on the currency and then we have exchange rate spikes, you will have no choice than to pass that on. Yeah, so if the exchange rate, let's say, uh, increase by, I mean, the change is about 10%. But at the same time, we have more hydro. And normally, historically, to the last quarter, we get more hydro. 
Then let's say inflation does not change, but gas prices also remain the same. And it could be the the quant what we are getting from hydro, if it's too much, can help again moderate. So yes, exchange rate is the most significant, but the changes in the other factors can moderate. Uh, whatever increase or decrease the exchange rate may bring. So we hope that at least uh, with gas, we are certain that at least the next quarter it may it will be uh, it may be stabilized. Uh, hydro, we hope that we'll have some increase in hydro in the next last quarter. Uh, what we don't know, and that is done by Statistical Service and Bank of Ghana, is inflation and exchange rate. And I hope that it stabilizes or it doesn't change much. Yeah, and you talk about the second variable, which is important for you, is inflation. Also, in the last two months, yeah. it's beginning to change up marginally. Yeah. It hasn't been dropping. Yeah. Any time the analysis is inching up. That, again, obviously, can, if that trend isn't... Um, Dealt with, it can become a problem also in the last quarter. Okay, so in the order of significance, apart from the exchange rate, the second most significant factor is the price of gas before inflation. Because inflation affects only the things uh, paid for domestically. So activities done by ECG, which are so local contractors and all those ones. So the the quantum of that in the tariff is not much. I don't think to be more than 15%. But one thing is certain is it not that we can't expect another increase in the last quarter. So we, we should expect a change. It could be a reduction or it could be an increase or we may not even experience any change at all, depending on how these factors move. But the reality is, with everything else we've discussed, the mm -hmm. most realistic outcome is an increase. Not a maintenance, not a reduction. Well, I, I can't say that from where I sit. You're being, a, you're being an extreme optimist. Knowing what we know with this economy and what happens in the last quarter and with inflation inching up. Gas prices, you said, is largely predictable because of what you know. Mm -hmm. But exchange rate mm -hmm. is one beast that cannot be tamed in the last quarter. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that's, that's the most realistic outcome. Well, uh, so I think we, we should be also cautious. Uh, Realistic but cautious that it's so good to to have. Let's say if you ask me this question in by the end of October, I should be able to tell you how things are. By that time, we have figures for September. We have figures for October. Though we may not have figures for November, I can still tell you how things may be. But as we sit, I think that the best communication may be that any of the three options is, is possible. But the trend from at least the last three quarters yeah. proves that you can only realistically expect an increase because you cannot have consistent increase in three quarters mm -hmm. and then the maintenance of the last quarter or reduction. That clearly is not something that you, you know mm -hmm. will happen. Okay, so another thing, another trend for the last quarter is also that you see a decreasing phenomenon. So we saw 27 and it was reduced to 18 and it has been reduced to 4.4 for just 4.2 for one class of customers. What it means is that if that trend continues, chances are that it will drop or to remain the same. Does this reflect full cost recovery? Yes. The 4.22 and 1.18 for, for electricity and water is full cost recovery? Okay, so let me explain that. So, no. In the sense that the first quarter, we, 
because of the changes, we had a high jump in the exchange rate. And we couldn't pass on everything to the consumer. Again, as I said, that is one of the reasons we call it the quarterly adjustment. Because we also look at the other side, the payment side, the willingness and ability to pay. If we increase and people cannot pay, they can their light, what have we achieved? So we also look at, I mean, what is feasible for the consumer to at least uh, bear. It's, it's difficult. So we decided that we are not passing on everything to the consumer, so we, we put aside 450 million cities. Now, 450 million cities, what we did this time is to pay 40% of that. So the 4.2% pays for every change this quarter, the gas change especially this quarter, and pays for 40% of the 450 million. So we have about two, 250 million for the next quarter. Now, that 250 million, if for any reason the exchange rate remains the same and we get more hydro, it will pay for that 250 million. Mm. I mean, so with a categorical assessment that this is not full cost recovery, yes. the utilities will tell you that you've still left them in a place where they will still have to find other means of making up for the shortfall. Okay, so when we look at the adjustment, we have different cost items. How much you need to even go and buy the power? We've paid for everything. So that has been taken care of. How much you need for your operation and maintenance, including your human resource? We've paid for those ones. But there are certain, for instance, loans, online loans, some of them government took and gave it to the utilities. So when we want to, um, let's say, set aside some of this amount, what we do is that we engage government that over the next quarter, instead of ECG or Ghana Water paying back this loan, can you suspend it for that quarter so that maybe when things stabilize, they can start paying. So we make those arrangements so that whatever we are setting aside do not affect the operations. So although it's not full cost recovery, they will not struggle. They will not struggle. Yes, what they need to provide water and electricity for the Ghanaian has been provided for. But is it your goal to get to full cost recovery? Yes, so hopefully by the next quarter we should pay for. So we, I say it's not cost recovery because there's some areas of about, let's say, 250 million cities we did not cater for. It's an areas. But for the quarter, if you take this quarter, what we've given them is the full cost for the quarter. But there's an areas that has to be paid. Mm. If we get to next quarter, we hope that we clear that areas and we we'll still do the adjustment for that quarter. So by that time, 1st December, we should be current with both the quarter and the areas. Okay, so utilities can expect full cost recovery? Yes. By end of the next quarter? It's actually they are, they are experiencing full cost recovery, but with some areas. With mm -hmm. But then for the consumer, they will then be paying the most realistic tariffs yet? Yes, so that one has two sides. Two sides in the sense that there are two things we are talking about. The first one is the revenue requirement. So this is how much it cost me to produce, transmit, distribute, and give you the power. So all those ones is the revenue requirement. Consumers pay for that. Now when you come, then we have a second item we call cost of service. How much does it cost ECG to serve you? How much does it cost ECG to serve Casapreco? 
So there is some imbalance there. This is a historical trend because I think before PURC, they started in the power sector reform, the, 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 the vision was to have universal access. And sending electricity to so many areas, some of the areas, especially in the villages, they may not be able to pay the price you want to pass it on. So government used to subsidize that, yes, it should be five, but let them pay three. At a point, government decided to take away the subsidy. What PURC did then was to introduce what we call cross-subsidy. So industry and non-residential consumers, like hairdressers, who pay something higher, so their cost of service plus X, so that that X would take care for the subsidy the residential people are enjoying. So when you go, some people say that in Ghana we subsidize people to use the power to watch TV and all those ones. So industry pays higher. So in September, what we did was that they were paying about 30% more than what they should pay. And residential consumers were paying about 40% less than what they should pay. So what we did was to bring bridge the gap a little, to bring industry to about 115% was the residential move up. This tariff, that is why you see non-lifeline residential only going up. Because we also want to further break that gap. So with that, we've also reduced uh, the cross-subsidy by about 6%. So hopefully by the next two quarters, we all pay what we should really pay our cost of service. Say that again, the target of the next three quarters. Yes, hopefully next three So quarters. by middle of 2024. Yes. Everybody should be paying realistic your, tariffs. Your cost of ta- your cost of service, realistic tariffs. Yes. That be ex- that, that is real full cost recovery. Yes. From the customer's point of view. Yes. Okay. What you what you consume mm-hmm. is what you pay. Yes. So in other words, you're getting to, and the phrase is always exciting, right? You pay what you consume. That is it. By by middle of 2024. Hopefully. Okay. My guest is still the Executive Secretary of the PURC, that is the Public Utilities Regulatory Commission, Dr. Ishmael Aka. I'm going to take a quick break. When I return, so tariffs have gone up, but why is he exempting industries from paying anything in this quarter? He will answer that question when I return. Who is the good? Ghana Jollof or Nigerian Jollof? Ghana Jollof has no co-equal. The smell alone. Oh my God. Now shift. You do the lie, eh? Now they save you when they use Google Lens and then they go put them for top. You are lying. Ghana Jollof. I know lives in Tama. Every year, we they give to you back, 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 back. We are talking about PET. I want to hear the answer first. I be the goat, huh? My guy, him be the goat. <laughs> 
our choice of goats may differ in football, music, and jollof. Alumobitis always brings us together. Alumo experience greatness in every moment. <laughs> Drink responsibly. Not for sale to persons under 18 and recommended to pregnant women. This advert is FDA approved. There are days when you think, whoa, today I've earned it. So order a global. Days when plants run longer. What if we order a global? Or days when you can't control everything. Oh yes, because on Global, you can order anything you want. Global, you order, we deliver. Daddy, Daddy, this tank is big. Yes, that's true. It can store a lot of water. That's so true. Wow, it has a working satisfaction. Mm-hmm. That's so true. I can see S I N T E X syntax. That is so true, my daughter. When it falls down, it will spoil. That's not true. But why? Why? Syntax <laughs> was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntax again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntax gives you the biggest warranty seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntax is the answer. Syntax tank. Are you strong? Are you tough? Hello there. To provide timely information and to explain educational reforms and to discuss school models and interventions, the Ministry of Education, in partnership with the Teacher Education Journal, presents to you the first ever education TV talk show, The Edu Talk Show. The Edu Talk Show keeps you informed and updated on trends in the world of education. The Ghanaian teacher is so versatile. Provide him the opportunity, train him, and that teacher will perform wonders. Where are the women? They are doing very well academically, but they are not in the sciences and all of that. So technology is missing a lot more women that they could have had. You need to tell the parents, at the moment, what you are getting is, is covering only an aspect of your child's education. And therefore, it's very difficult for you to make any decision with the limited information you have. We still have more to do mm. when it comes to safe school. Mm. So join us as we speak to our guests on reforms taking place in Ghana's education sector. My name is Blessed Sugan and I am your host. live on PM Express. It's on the Joy News channel. My name is Evans Mensah and I'm talking to Dr. Ishmaelaka. Always remember the PM Express is brought to you by Cherry Tree Properties, Syntex Tanks, Alumobites and also by the Ghana AIDS Commission. Doc, so you've increased tires in the, in the third quarter but you have exempted industries from paying any part of that 4.22 for electricity and 1.18 for water. Why? Uh, thank you, Ivan. So we've actually also exempted the uh, lifeline consumers. Uh, those who use have a fan, they have they don't have a condition. Have about four bulbs. They own them for 12 hours. They own their television for eight hours a day. Consume about 30 kilowatt per hour. They didn't experience any increment. Then industry, yes. So one. Uh, 
there's some cross subsidy in the tariff. Industry pays more than what they should pay, so that um, residential customers uh, at least will have some space to breathe. But this is also affecting um, the cost of operation of industries. So we've heard uh, from the AGI that some companies are actually moving their base from Ghana to Cote d'Ivoire or even to Nigeria where industrial tariffs are lower than residential tariffs. So that is the first one. Second is that some are also cutting costs. So one, they can cut, uh, they are yeah, introducing some efficiency measures, but normally these costs affect also human resource. So if the cost of production is going up, then why don't we lay off some five people so that we can pay the electricity bill? So we felt that at least we should do it gradually to bring industry to their cost of service, how much it costs to serve them. That is the first one, uh, with the hope that this will help reduce their cost of production and help them to also recruit, employ more Ghanaians. So that is the intention uh, of the, of the time. By doing so, the unintended consequence is that the residential customer, the non-lifeline residential customer, who, as the World Bank has recently said in this report, 850,000 of them, because of the recent economic challenges that we've had brought on by COVID and other things, have been pushed into poverty. You are adding additional burden on them. Industries are, they will survive one day. But you're, you're pushing the burden on 850,000 people plus, obviously, who have also been pushed into poverty. Okay, so when you look at the World Bank report, uh, they were talking more about the energy poor. When you take ECG's data, the number of people who we consider lifeline are about 730,000. That is the, the class. When you go to Netco, that for Netco, about 80% of their customers are lifeline. So together, we are talking about 1.5 million people who are experiencing no increment at all. So those the World Bank even identified, we, we've gone beyond that. And it's not just because the World Bank brought a report. Again, we also see that yes, at times you are home, maybe you are even now looking for a job. And uh, we've increased one, we've increased two, we felt that at a point let us break uh, so that they can also have some relief. That is the first one. The second factor is that, yes, uh, by pushing more like try to reset the clock, the non-lifeline residential may feel some heat. One want to do it gradually, but also want to introduce some fairness. Unless maybe we say that, yes, let us push it to industry. Even if they move, yes, we'll be happy to have a lower tariff in the house, whilst we don't, maybe they are sacking people and all those. So we are trying to balance a lot of interest. That's why we won't do it once. We could have just said uh, the lifeline residential pay 10%. That could have closed the gap. But we said, no, do 4.2. So if your bill is 100 cities, you're paying 4 cities extra. So that at least it will help reduce the burden on industry to produce more, to recruit, and also get people jobs. And that four CDs cumulatively over a year. Over three months. Well, but if I start paying that over a year, that, that, that adds up a lot. And my salary hasn't gone up. Oh, that one even that me. But then you begin to see the burden. Yes. That then that, that then the toll, you're, you're paying everything else, the price of everything else has gone up. Inflation is telling us that. Mm. So that's, and that is a 
the biggest number of people will be feeling this because industry greatly employ, but the whole majority of people, you talk about over a million of them are lifeline if you combine the ECG yeah. numbers and NETCO numbers. Immediately in numerical terms, you begin to see the number of people who have, the, who have to carry this bedding, whose salaries haven't gone up, many of them public servants, who are agitating already for salary increases because of the economic condition. That, that's a big burden to place on people. Okay, yes, yeah, so, so yes, uh, I understand that. And the board feels that. And that is why we made certain decisions. So the first decision is that instead of paying all the areas, let us pay 40%. So that, yes, there will be some adjustment. It's more like a shared responsibility. The utility should also take a haircut so that at least the residential will be. So that is the first one. The second one is that there's cross-subsidy. So it's not that resi no, Nightline Residential is subsidizing industry. No. They've been carrying the Lifeline resident, all residential for 25 years. And we feel that we look at the AGI barometer, they do this industry barometer. When we read it from 2005 to 2015, the top three challenges, it was always reliability of electricity, then access to credit. You always see that. Since 2016, the first one is the cost of power. So it is having a lot of impact on industry. So if we want to industrialize, want to increase, uh, and also reduce, the fact is that it also has some long-term effect. If industries are producing and their cost is competitive, we'll buy here, we'll not import from China and other places. If we don't import, again, the pressure on the exchange rate may not be that much. And when it's not that much, the chances of reviewing the tariff because of the exchange rate will also go down. So we are looking not just now, but again, the long-term. So we are balancing a lot of interest. And so we, is, we feel it. And that is why we can't do, let's say, let's do 10% or 15 so we pay everything. And yes, and PURC has done well, not at all. But we're doing it gradually. If we get to next quarter and the figures are pointing to a level that if we do any, we try to reverse that trend, it will have so much impact on residential. We won't do it. So that is the kind of board we have. They look at all sides before they take the decision. So this is going to be the new normal where... Everybody has to carry their fair share. Yes. And for industry, is it is it a sustainable policy position of PULC to say you want to lessen the bedding on them incrementally? So, so for or this is a one-off. Yes. So it's not one-off. So they, for industry, it is just to allow them to pay their cost of service. I mean, we believe that that is fair. If it costs ECG to serve, cost them five CDs to serve me, it costs five CDs to, let's say, ten CDs to serve Casapreco or let's say Nestle or because you mentioned Alomo, Nestle or something. Then we say Casapreco is paying 20 so that I can pay one. That is the trend, though it costs five CDs. What we are saying is that can I pay, let's say, three so that industry can pay 15? Mm -hmm. So though it costs 13 to serve them, they are just paying two CDs instead of seven CDs. So that is the trend, and it will be gradual, looking at the changes in these numbers. If it's changed so much, for look at February, exchange rate we use 7.5, it moved to about 14. So such a change, you can't talk about cross-subsidy and reversing a trend. We, we try to see how we can cover the revenue requirement. But if we get to a point where the factors are stable, then we say, okay, can we now 
do a little change so that at least industry can get to their cost of service. Let's talk about water for a second because as far as the exemptions are concerned for this particular third quarter increase, yeah. there you only gave the exemption to lifeline customers. Yeah. Industries who pay yeah. full cost yeah. of the 4.5. The 1.18 percent that you, you did. Mm. Why? Why the calculation for water? Because that too, the industry have been co complaining. Yes. Especially those who use water a lot. Yes. So for industry, I think it started in September. Uh, after the tariff, um, there was a category uh, we felt uh, we could merge. So that, that we call them commercial category. So that included guineas and others. Uh, we felt that maybe there could be a measure between them and industry because what they do is similar, is almost industrial activity. Now, after that measure, I think the implementation did not go so well. So some of them actually experienced a tariff as high as uh, 300%. So what we did in February was to create a category out of the industry so that those who experienced the about 300 percent will now come to about 45 percent so from 300 they move to 45 then in june we further reduce that to almost about uh, let's say 10 or 15 percent so gradually what we did was that they overpaid in september so as time goes on every day experience some um, reduction so that they can pay back what they they overpaid so that is what we did now when we go here uh, it was more like if your bill is 100 CDs, you are paying one CD extra. So for the three months, it's three CDs. We felt that if we continue to do that, then the residential will have to go up a little bit, a little bit. So why don't we for now break? Let everybody pay the same across board, except Lifeline, the vulnerable. Then the next quarter, if things are stabilized, then we can now also reduce, I think it's level the last reduction, then they are at par with everybody. So, so industry incrementally, you the plan is that they would also the, the bearing on them will, will, will less. Yeah, it has been coming that since February, June, yes, and now stable will go down one step further, and they also be okay. Okay, so w when you get to that point, what does that mean? Would that mean as we've seen in electricity, residential customers will then have to carry the bearing? No, so we we don't really have that situation in the water sector okay so we used to and that was those who do stand pipes and uh, some those who also buy the tankers they buy from ghana water they go and sell uh, we had so what we've done so we've actually done the category we've explained to them we've had a lot of engagement be able to separate if we are stand pipe from let's say the tankers and we are working with ghana water so that the tankers at time when they buy at five and they go, they don't sell at 15. Because nobody regulates. The tankers price, we don't regulate. We regulate how much Ghana water should sell. If you buy from Ghana water you want to sell, it's not under PURC. But we are working with them in the tankers association that, yes, you can't go beyond like what MPA does. The margin shouldn't be, be, be beyond that. So uh, it's not so much about cross-subsidy, uh, but it was more about categorization and what, who should pay what and all those things and we did that in june so for now at least fairly for water everybody should be okay okay but, but, but for industry the clarity is that what next quarter mm -hmm. they will see the a lessening of the bedding yes on, water. on one step a little uh, and depending on the movement of the factors of the factors yeah okay 
But you heard their complaint. Yes. That they, that they said that a lot of them were complaining that they, the time they were paying for water was killing their business. Yes, and yes. And they wanted to do something about yes. it. I also saw that you actually even met them. Yes. The hotels, uh, yes. AGI. So we they met had them complaining. We met them. So it was, as I said, it was around 45. In February, we brought it to about 30. In June, it came to about 25. And when you look at 25, uh, that is what sachet water and all those ones are also paying. So they're almost at the same, mm. same level, mm. yes. And, and then we saw this tussle between Ghana Water Company, I think Guinness, um, over tariffs. Yes. And Ghana Water was insisting that they have to pay what they owe. And they said, well, PLC is a problem. You have to resolve it before they pay. Yeah. They went to... Uh, cut supply to them, that became a big deal, you know, public statements were, yeah. you were caught in the middle of that. Have you resolved it? Yes, it has been resolved. Uh, I think that, um, yes, after the, uh, the the Gazette, I think uh, the tariff for that class was about 45. Not just Guinness, there were other institutions. Mm. Uh, for Ghana Water, yes, you have to pay. Before that, I think they were paying 13, so from 13 to 45 was quite a jump. Uh, then Guinness also felt that there should, there might be a mistake because PRC said the tariff had gone up by 21.6 percent. If you calculate 21.6 on 13, it shouldn't give you 45. So that is where we came in. That yes, I think in the case of implementation and categorization, there were some issues. So what will happen is that one, Guinness and Ghana Water should have a payment plan. So that has been gazetted, it has to be paid. Then on the part of PURC going forward, so not just Guinness Plus, other industry, a payment plan, and they gave them, some of them, nine months, some six months to pay. Then going forward, PURC will step down, so that from 45, they are now 25. So that is what, how we resolve. So the agreement is Guinness will pay what they owe? Yes. So there's not going to be a, any um, discount? Yes, so so it wasn't what they, so it was more like the bill. So if you pay, it's forty-five and pay your bill. And but that's what they're disputing. The, uh, so they felt it was a mistake. But after the explanation, Ali, we all came to an understanding that yes, that is the tariff. But going forward, uh, that class, it wasn't just Guinness. We call it the commercial class or other commercial. We're going to bring it down to a level that is fair for everybody. And we've done that. We've brought it from, at least we've reduced it by about 20 cities. Mm -hmm. And we may have to... But what you consume before this arrangement, you have have to to pay pay. for. But have a payment plan so it doesn't also affect you so much. Okay. I'm talking to the Executive Secretary of the Public Utilities Regulatory Commission. I'm going to take a quick break. When I return, we'll have a conversation about the tariffs, but also how that relates to the performance of the utilities. So the tariffs are going up. They are getting the quarterly adjustments. Uh, they call it adjustment, but now quarterly increases. We are now approaching, as he says, pay as you earn. No, rather, pay as you consume. But are we getting the service that we need or deserve from the utilities? And how is the PLC balancing that as well? We'll ask him that. Are we just simply paying for the inefficiencies of the utilities? And how is that being factored into what we are paying? Stay with me.
Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to demonstrate to you the superior properties of Flamingo paint as compared to other paint brands on the market. We take equal quantities of Flamingo paint and this ordinary paint. We then dilute them with water. And now, let the test begin. The gentleman on the left is going to apply the ordinary paint and the gentleman on my right will use the Flamingo superior paint. As you can clearly see, Flamingo has the obvious better hiding. Furthermore, Flamingo has painted a much larger area. You know, one bucket of Flamingo paint is equal to several buckets of any other paint brand on the market. Flamingo paint is made with superior formulation to give superior durability, superior hiding, superior coverage. Flamingo paint, simply superior. Hello, my name is Abeku Agri Santana. If there's anything that makes my life so easy, it is my bank. I love hanging out with my boys' boys at our usual fufu joint. But even without cash, we still the job better with Ecobank Mobile. No matter the time of day, my bank helps me stay in touch with my beautiful wife whenever she's away. And when my beautiful wife is in town, she never misses out on her favorite TV shows because I'm able to pay up all my TV subscriptions from the comfort of my mobile phone. Whenever she has to get groceries too, my bank makes it cashless and convenient. And the part my wife loves the most is when my bank makes it possible and easy for her to shop from any part of the world without moving <laughs> welcome to the smart world of ecobank download ecobank mobile from google play store or the app store and discover the smart way to bank ecobank the pan-african bank risky wash all of a sudden your voice are different and when you try a call uh, Batman, bring me the honey whiskey. You know the one? Black Rock Whiskey. Honey Whiskey. Shale, honey near their frow. Black Rock Whiskey is strong. Now so taste me is smooth. And it goes down easy. Uh, excuse me. Mm. <coughs> Batman. <laughs> Batman, bring my friend one Black Rock Whiskey. Black Rock Whiskey, blended with natural honey flavor. Hey, what's up? Batman. Black Rock Whiskey, Tabby, the feel is smooth, Nasno. Drink responsibly. Not for sale to persons under 18 years of age and not recommended for pregnant women. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. Daddy, Daddy, this tank is big. Yes, that's true. It can store a lot of water. That's so true. Wow. It has a working surface like this. Mm-hmm. That's so true. I can see S-I-N-T-E-X syntax. That is so true, my daughter. When it falls down, it will spoil That's not true. But why? Hey! <laughs> Syntex was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntex again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntex gives you the biggest warranty seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntex is the answer. Syntex tank. 
and you're strong and you're tough. My name is Tina. I am a person living with HIV. I got to know my HIV status after I gave birth and lost the child because of HIV. In those days, prevention of mother-to-child transmission services had low patronage due to fear and stigmatization. Today, many HIV-positive women have delivered negative children. I follow the guidelines and take my HIV medicine called ARVs every day as prescribed by my doctor. This makes me strong and healthy and also prevents me from passing HIV onto any future child. Please, avail yourself for PMTCT services when pregnant. It is the only way to ensure you do not pass the HIV onto your baby during birth or pregnancy. If you have tested for HIV recently and it was negative, test again when pregnant. If you have tested positive, go to the hospital after birth as directed by your healthcare provider. Your baby will be given medicine immediately and tested to ensure baby and mother are well. Let us work together to have an HIV-free generation. Our children must be free to shine. Crystal clear and thrilling podcasts and live shows, download and listen to us on Apple, Spotify, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, MyJoy Online, Amazon services like Echo, Amazon Music, and Audible, Stitcher, Atom Online, Overcast, and Pandora. Take note of everything. Sign up for the multimedia digital platforms now to stay updated. And thank you very much for staying with us on PM Express. My guest is so Dr. Ishmalaka. Uh, he heads the Public Utilities Regulatory Commission. We're talking about the recent tariff increases that will hit your pocket from the 1st of September. And I'm saying your pocket because that's what it is. The non-lifeline residential consumers like myself and you will take the, that hit. Doc, there's a fundamental question that we always must ask anytime there's an increase. The utilities, do they deserve this? Considering how inefficient they are, still, at least when it comes to the electricity bit of this, ECG in particular, technical losses, financial losses, still something they're struggling with. So why should we be paying for their inefficiency? Uh, thank you, Evans. So, um let me say that when it comes to the losses, PURC gives a benchmark. So when it comes to technical losses, PURC's benchmark for them is 10%. Now, 10%, so if PUR, uh, ECG goes beyond the 10%, it 
consumers don't pay for that. And that is the 10% is a global average. When you go to you most utilities in Africa and Southern America, because of some of the wires are very old. You take Ghana water, for instance, the water side. Some of the lines were la uh, more like laid in around 1922, go to second D, and all those ones. So some of those things, there will be some losses, so 10%. Then we come to the commercial or other losses, the non-technical. That is 11.4%. In fact, as of December, uh, September last year, it was... Um, 12.6% is now 11.4%. So we are more like a, a lecturer or a teacher. That we say the pass mark is 70. You can't say I've scored 40, so bring the pass mark to 40. We set, and what we set, the benchmark, the consumer pays. But anything beyond that is their cost. They have to find money and pay. So that's the first one. The second one is that beyond the benchmark, we also have reliability indicators, how many times the light should go off, the voltage level, and also all those things. We monitor. We have, tech, uh, we have actually invested in a laboratory for both water and electricity. We go around, we check meters, we, do, we can't do every, every, but we take samples, come and test the water, come and do all those things. If we find out that what they are giving to consumers is less than the indicators we gave them, we also sanction them. So last year, Greco and uh, NECO, we sanctioned them, each of them, 48,000 each to pay 40, because... 48,000? This is a peanuts. This is a drop in the that, mighty ocean. That is how much the law allows us to. But at, at least that is, even if it's small, it is symbolic that, yes, I didn't do this well, and because of that, the sanction. And since then, you see, Greco this year has gone even below our benchmark. Our benchmark is 4.1% for them. There are months they do 3.9%. Now, if they do 39 instead of 4.1, the 0.2 is their money. So our tariff is what we call incentive regime. So if you do 3 point, that money is yours. Take it. Nobody will take it. Or we say take half and you give consumers half. We can also decide that. But if you go beyond that and instead of 4.1, you do 5. The 0.9 is your loss. That one you won't share with the consumer. So you're saying that what we are paying now does not include their inefficiency. You're it not paying anything for the inefficiencies that they, they still have on the artworks. It does not include inefficiencies beyond PRC's benchmarks. So there are some inefficiencies. The 11.4% I mentioned, illegal connection is there. Mm. Some in, uh, institutions, especially public institutions, not paying their bills and they not collecting. Some of them are there. Uh, so many other factors, so meters not reading right, mm. they are there. But we said that, yes, everywhere they give some benchmarks that as a utility, they have more than 4 million customers. Mm. There will be some that may not do the right thing. We have what we call political meters. Go to Ashanti, they call it Equiadonko meters. People bring some of these meters from Togo and Burkina, and they, 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 they don't fit our system, but they use them. And again, people also complain here yeah, because we go to ECG one meters, you don't get them. And I'm, I'm happy, I think now they are addressing those challenges. So all those things are part. But if you add all those things, and today, ECG loss is, let's say, 40%. What I know, the technical loss, let's say, is 40%. What I know sitting here is that we gave you 11.4. And that is what the consumer will pay. What is left, go and pay it yourself. And they are happy paying it. Well, so it's a state institution. So some of these one, government comes in, 
government also meet them. Unfortunately, SIGA has, has been signing performance agreement with all the CEOs, including those in the utility sector, mm -hmm. that bring your laws to this level by the end of the year, after which they submit a report to the appointing authorities that by December we gave them this target, this is where they are, and they can make decisions based on some of these performance. Uh, and finally, do you at least agree that the sanctions regime for underperformance isn't punitive enough? Well, so yes. Because we're charging them 40 something thousand. Yeah, 48 thousand, yes. It, it's it's yeah. really, it's not punitive. Yeah, so, not so, so, so it is not, uh, it is not, it is not. And again, even if you punish them 48 thousand, who pays for that? Eventually. Eventually, maybe in major tariff, they will have a way to bring it. If the state pays, the state will introduce tax and maybe the cost will be What would be your recommendation to, to do that? So, for, so for, I think including PURC and all some of these institutions, we should have the performance agreements we sign should be backed by certain personal sanction and rewards. So maybe if you don't meet this target, maybe you as the MD or me as the executive secretary for six months, you not even be paid or be paid half what should come to you. If you continue maybe for the third time, you don't meet your target, then we may have to change you and bring in somebody else. I think when we start introducing some of these sectors, but that also on the condition that we provide what the person needs to work, and two, we stay away from the work. So we don't sit somewhere and make decisions that we want you to go and buy this meter from this person. And when I go, knowing the meter is no good, I go and buy, and when it comes, there are problems. So let's stay away, appoint the board, appoint a person, give the contract, give the resources, and leave the person, I think, to work. And we had a performance. Take away salary, yeah. and if it persists, sack him. Yes. Okay. Thank you very much. You're welcome. That's Dr. Ishmalaka. He is Executive Secretary of the Public Utilities Regulatory Commission. I hope he's answered your questions as we approach what he says. Middle of next year, possibly, you pay what you consume. Enjoy the rest of your evening.